Ring of Honor, I have missed you. I know some people don't really care for this federation or they just bypass it because they say, well, you know, it's been going a while, but it's uh, it's not what it used to be. Look at the stars it's created, like Samoa Joe, like Brian, Brian Danielson or, or Daniel Bryan, if you like, like AJ Styles, you know, but really it's not the same. And no, it's not the same. But I still really like the wrestling-based show. Although I have to admit, before lockdown, it was becoming a little anodyne. When And I'm not a fan of Roosh. They were putting a lot on him. All of that. I'm not that much of a fan of Cobb. Jeff Cobb, and they're putting a lot on him too. Which is why on their return, I am delighted to see them create or bring out of retirement the pure championship. I think it's been it's been about 14, 15 years since it was um, last fought for. And I'm so glad to see a tournament for it because that makes excitement. And not just a tournament for this, but some of the people in this tournament. Jay Lethal, Matt Seidel, Jonathan Gresham, Tracy Williams, PJ Black... David Finlay, Silas Young, Josh Woods, Kenny King, Rocky Romero, Delirious, what a wild card, and some new people, one of whom we will see in the programme tonight. It's great, looks good, the rules are great, 20 count on the outside, must adhere to um, to a, a handshake, an honor, an honor handshake at the beginning and at the end, 15 minutes You get a warning if you use a fist. You can only use open hand slaps. And there is a limit of three rope breaks. If you use those three rope breaks, if your opponent rolls you up under the ropes, they will get the pin. It's great. And it adds some excitement to those matches too. Plus, in this episode, we've got an hour and two matches. Usually I'd be saying, come on, where's the wrestling? Half an hour of matches and half an hour of speaking, as it was here. Yep, that's exactly what it was. But it's the way they do it, which is so successful. First of all, we had Dalton Castle versus Jay Lethal. And we spoke to both of them. They talked to the camera. It wasn't a, um, it wasn't a microphone in the face type discussion. They sat... And they talked. And these two people are so charismatic. It's conversational. They talk about what they've done. Jay Lethal talks about his long legacy with Ring of Honor. What he's done there. How he wants to go all the way. Dalton Castle talks about how great he is at wrestling. I'm great at this, by the way. And how people underestimate him. Because he has the sparkly peacock going on. But he's dangerous. Have they forgotten how dangerous I am? Two wonderful conversational pieces. And the match weren't bad either. It was cagey. It was solid. It was meaty. It was a little rusty, but it told a story. Some of the high spots were a fantastic suplex from Castle into the buckle. Threw him straight into that buckle. A lovely lethal combination, which always looks good, to a near fall. And Dalton Castle sold it so well, he bounced up on it, which was great. Also, Ian Riccoboni, who people overlook, providing 
insights on, see how he grabbed the leg for extra talk, provided some insights for us, and Caprice Coleman, same. Castle went for the went for the uh, the bangerang, which of course is his finishing manoeuvre. Didn't get it, not all of it, because his leg gave out on it. But Lethal had to use his second rope break on the pin. Of course, Lethal wins here because the story is he will be progressing, and we've got Gresham too, who's his tag team partner, tag team championship partner, coming up. He hits the Lethal injection. Off the ropes, lovely DDT, out of nowhere, and he wins. And at the end, they shake hands and Castle gives him a look as if to say, wow, you're good. And that was great. I thought Lethal was a bit off tonight. I thought Castle carried the match, but a great match to start. And they don't then decide to, let's do an angle. Let's bring something else in. No, let's just concentrate on this tournament. It looks good, and let's introduce the next two combatants, one of whom is a newbie to ROH. It's uh, it's Wheeler Utah. Is he Jimmy's progeny? I feel sure he must be. He does the conversational chat too. The chat's okay. It's about how much he loves wrestling and how much he was an athlete just so he could get to be a wrestler. But one of the important things that I like is that he said, my style, I'm a decoder. I look at what other people in the ring do and I find a way to beat them. Then it's Gresham's turn. All dressed up, nice suit, nice crimson tie. He has a great flow to his conversation. It's lovely. Not as good when he gets all excited and starts to hit his fist about bringing the title back and bringing the honour back. That's not as good. But when he's just chatting, it's warm and really good and he has a confidence in himself. He also has a great mask. He has a full face mask, which of course he's called the octopus because of his submission holds and the mask is an octopus with the tentacles hanging down. It's great. Gresham's only five foot four. They show us this. They never do that in the WWE. It's lovely to see the honesty. And this match was just Extraordinary. I thought it'd be about grappling when we started, and it was. Near falls galore. A Utah body scissors to a lovely near fall from that. And they and they they traded near falls, rolling over. It's great. At one point, Gresham went for a surfboard, but Utah counted it for another near fall. Don't often see that. And the great thing was that, yes, we think that Gresham is going to go on. Yes, we think that Lethal and Gresham are two of the the big winners here in this tournament. That's the way you'd expect it. But they played it so well that Utah was put over and he did look like he had the beating of Gresham. However, Gresham caused a, put a death lock on caused the first rope break but because it was so far in he couldn't get out of it he wanted to because it's a rope break but the ref had to help him Uta got angry punched him first warning it's a closed fist and this was it told a great story fast paced action a near fall I mean I mean a nine tenths near fall two and nine tenths from Uta crossbody from the top Gresham goes back to the knee Wrenches it, 
then puts him in a figure four. They both, he tries to get to the ropes, Yuta tries to get to the ropes, does, but neither of them can get out of the hold. And because they're both holding onto the ropes, the ref doesn't know what to do, doesn't know to break it, and they both fall from the ring to the floor, still in the hold. That is just great work, difficult to do, do, and a marvellous spot, which also was great psychology. They have a 20 count to get in, they both manage it around the 16, and in the end, Gresham doesn't do anything fancy, he grabs Uta's ankle and just bangs his knee, the injured knee, repeatedly into the match, into the mat, to win that match. What a fantastic, fast-paced, 15-minute match. Two great combatants, two great matches, and the way that ROH presented this looked classy, it didn't look like a cheap angle. It looked like the tournament was the most important thing in the world. And for ROH right now, it might be. This has a 5 out of 5 Ramble rating because that's the way, if you're a wrestling promotion, you set up your tournament. Well done, ROH. Looking forward to next week. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.